Thank you for joining us for another word of encouragement, daily encouragement. And we are continuing uh, Francis Ward's book, Keep the Fruit on the Table. We're still in uh, the chapter of If You Want It, Sow It. And uh, the, the first chapter was about keeping the fruit on the table that people are nibbling from your life the Spirit of God that radiates out of you, the fruit of the Spirit, that you set uh, the tone and the atmosphere in your homes, mom, dads. And so uh, what kind of fruit are you planting? And there's all kinds of fruit. Some are sour, some are sweet, some are tasty, some are bitter. But ours is the responsibility to plant the crop we want to reap. You know, sowing and reaping is all through the Bible. It's not just finances. I know that's a big one that, you know, you sow that you'll reap and God will give the increase. But in our everyday life, just like uh, the peace of God, we can plant that. And the, the fruit of the Spirit, we talked about that. But we must plant the crop. So uh, she gives an illustration in the Good News Bible of Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not deceive yourselves. No one makes a fool of God. A person will receive exactly what he plants if he plants in the field of natural desires. From it, he will gather the natural harvest of death. If he plants in the field of the Spirit, he will gather the harvest of eternal life. So let us not become tired of doing good, for if we do not give up, the time will come when we will reap the harvest. Boy, is that good news. So as often as we have the chance, we should do good to everyone, and especially to those belonging to our family in the faith. So our loved ones, they probably won't just automatically come to the saving knowledge of the Lord if we're grumpy and grouchy and judgmental and, you know, before them. So uh, we need to make sure that we're putting forth a good example. She gives an example of a, of a woman in China, and she was asked a question, uh, whenever your husband is cantankerous and hard to live with, um, what, what do you do? And she says, well, I try to cook a better dinner. And so they ask another question. Well, suppose he comes in the next day and starts complaining about something else. She said, well, I try to keep his house a little cleaner. So do you see what she's doing? She's not reacting to what mood or words that he says but she's trying to keep peace in that family and keep uh, the love of God that is so powerful. Oh, the love of God through us. And so she keeps plowing the ground to where in time, that love will just be irresistible to that cantankerous husband. And so it's so important. She uh, shows how that in Mark chapter four, it gives us different kinds of ground, that there's hard ground, that whenever the seed was just kind of scattered there, it, it didn't have root. The birds came and got the seed. 
another kind of ground. It wasn't plowed under, prepared. So uh, the seed just stayed on top of the ground. And then whenever the seed fell on ground that had been broken up just a little bit, then it started sprouting up. But the heat was on and it wasn't sheltered. The earth was so hard that the roots couldn't take hold. And then the next one, it was prepared and it was sown on good ground and the seed was planted and it began to grow, but they didn't weed it. And the weeds came in and choked the life out of that fruit. So we need to pull the weeds in our lives periodically, she says. She says, I thank the Lord for some lessons I have been learning You know, we never get too old to learn. And Mama Ward was one, she would go to young people's retreats and and there's a a picture that that, uh, she's there, you know, just with a whole group of young people. And here she is administering the word of God that she loved. She was not critical of the young people's wild music or wild clothing clothing that they wore. She was not judgmental. Just the love of God just looked over all those outward appearances and she kept planting the love of God. And, you know, us teenagers and in our early 20s and everything, we just loved to be around Mama Ward because she was young at heart. And so she says, we never get too old to learn. Every time we set an example, we're sowing seeds. They may be good seeds, they may be bad seeds, but nevertheless, a seed will always produce after its own kind. And we determine what crop we will reap by the seeds that we sow. We certainly can't expect a crop of strawberries if we planted watermelon seeds, she says. And here's an example. Uh, One time she was taking her son, Philip, driving him to school. And she ran a red light. So she got stopped by the policeman and uh, Philip was in the car with her. And so as the policeman was talking to her, well, she was trying to defend herself and give excuses. And the Holy Spirit just nudged her and said, what kind of example are you providing for your son? So she just stopped right there and she said, you know, Uh, She told Philip, she said, Philip, the policeman was right. Mama was wrong. So she never, she set that example before him because if we can't, whenever we, you know, our our voice gets raised or we act uh, uh, not in kindness or gentleness to our our children or, or a coworker or whatever, be quick to go and repent and make it right. And she saw that the Lord told her to quickly set that example straight. Whenever Philip was in the car, you know, it could have been easy just to ignore that. But the Lord showed her how important it was to uh, live her life in public. And if she did wrong, then to live up to it. And she apologized to her son. And, you know, she says later on, if we can't apologize to our children, that that's not giving them an example that they could later on apologize for things that they do. So, again, it's the seeds that you plant. So what you want, determine what you want and sow those seeds. So we're not always perfectly right. 
100% of the time whenever we're raising our children. We make mistakes. The, she says the children will not pay attention so much of what we say, but how we act and how the example we set before them. So you can negate whatever things that you do. You can negate it by the things that you say, but the way you act is an example that speaks louder than words a lot of times. She said that Philip really honored and respected his father and uh, that he would go at times. And uh, she said, I can't even count the times that he went and he would go to Philip and say, son, I don't know how to apologize for the correction I gave you. What I said was right, but my attitude was wrong. So when we can humble ourselves in front of our children, it makes it easier for them to go and apologize later on whenever things happen in their life. We're setting our examples to them in our homes. If you teach a Sunday school, if you're a, I was a school teacher for many years, so I was aware uh, that the, the life that I lived before them, how important it was, because they might not ever go to church, but they could read uh, my life and the fruit that I produced. So a lot of people say, well, the young people, they're just rude and they're just wild and they're just crazy. But if we just set the example before them, it will draw them to us and uh, precious ways of restoring communication in the family. The same way that communication be established and restored is by planting those good seeds. If there is some watering of those seeds by the means of some tears, sometimes when you pray and, and intercede for your, your uh, family, it says that God will go forth and bear precious seed and shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him in Psalm 126 and 6. So sometimes it's hard to set the good example, but it's worth it and it will produce uh, godly behavior. This is the way the Holy Spirit operates. If we will follow him, he will not only show us the way, but he will lead us in that way. Isaiah 30, 21, it says, And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when you turn to the left. So God has given us the privilege of planting seeds. Our heavenly father planted his seed, the first seed that was sown, Jesus Christ. First John 12, 24 and 25. Verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall in the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. And the word goes on. It says, if we're going to look out at the field and say, well, it's just too hot today. I can't go out and, and I can't go work in the crop. God planted a seed. God planted uh, today, there are many seeds because of that one seed of Jesus he sowed into the earth. 
The seeds we plant will spring up and produce the kind of person we are. She saw this in action in these the class that she was teaching, Bible, college, Bible school class to these children. And one day they were out on the porch playing and each one of them, they wanted to play church. And so each one chose a person in the church and she noticed the people that they uh, played like or, or played church as were people that were on the platform. That those people that were out in front of the church and was the example. And so through that, she showed that that it opened up her eyes that week after week that Jesus says that we are the light of the world and the light of one kind or another, whether we see it or not, that some kind of light is burning and it's a kind of an example. And we are sowing, we are planting that example even when we don't realize it. Even when we don't realize it, we're planting seeds in front of the eyes of these children. So if you want it, sow it. And again, it's my been privilege to present to you chapter two of the book, Keep the Fruit on the Table by Francis Ward. We'll see you again next time. God bless you.